Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Sick at Energy Bink. Lee Julio Sanchez joining us. Don't forget the phone line 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Same number. 913-576-7610. Talked a lot of Chiefs Broncos. We're going to switch gears about 7.30. Talk a little college football because, man, it is shaking. When you have Oklahoma and Notre Dame losing their coaches, dominoes about to fall. And we're also talking about where you pee when you go to Whataburger Lines. And wait 10, 12 hours because I am curious. Because these are the things I'd like to know. I like the city. I like the things in the city. I'm glad we have a Whataburger. I'm not about waiting in lines. <laughs> I'm just not. Like, I don't see the need in it, Julio. That's unnecessary. I, I, I hate them. It's why I pick Especially things for up food. or things like that. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just hate to wait. Because anywhere we go make appointments anymore, you can't even go to a cell phone store now without making an appointment. They get you right in, right? Wait two weeks for it. Maybe. And when you get your hair cut, you know, at the barbershop, they, they throw you down for one o'clock, whatever. And just, because you know, you don't have to wait. You just go in there. Though. That's, that's how we live now. It's a, it's a fast food society we are. I've adopted the new way of thinking, so to speak, Julio. Not back in my day. Got to adapt, Back man. in my day, we waited in lines. Got to adapt. But it's a new way. We'll get that Nick Saban audio in just a question. But I got to go to uh, Shane, who's calling me about the Lee Summit Whataburger. Um, what's up, Shane? Is this going to be a little fight between Lee Summit and Independence Whataburgers? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it's just such a wait. But it is worth it. Is it? And I've had it. It's great. <laughs> Ten hours worth. No, I don't think so, Shane. Oh, it is. No. I will drive to it? Oklahoma City if that's what it was. I like go a good park, drive. Go park in the hospital parking lot and walk 100 yards, and you can get your Whataburger much quicker. <laughs> that's the secret. All right. Okay, so so you walked in. You're You're being smart about the deal. You found a place to park and you walked in. How long did it take you to go get your burger and fries? Thirty minutes. Shane, it's it's too long still, man. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> thirty minutes, bro. I, I listen, listen. That's a hell of a lot better than that lady that spent the whole night there since eight thirty last night, right? A lot well, better I guess than that. You can go to McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, at that point, man, I'm rolling the high V and just getting something to grill, man. You know what I'm saying? I think you lost oh, time. Whataburger's the best. It is good, man. It's no question, Shane. I love the stuff. Whataburgers are good. 
I just don't like weights. And uh, but I'm glad you got it. Thirty minutes was all in Lee Summit. And my other question too, Shane, why didn't those people yeah. just drive to Lee Summit? Because I guarantee at least some weight. It's probably still long, but I guarantee it was shorter than Independence. Like, oh, what are we doing? Uh, we went on vacation down to Destin, and it's still an hour at a Whataburger. <laughs> Is that right? Florida. You, you know, you know what, Shane? For ten years. You, you know what they put in Florida? Uh, what a couple months ago they put a White Castle down there. It was like in Orlando <laughs> or something. They, they had lines. This is the way the new things are, man. And I like to see it. I like to see these fast food restaurants getting business because you know they're staffed. I mean, they, if they weren't staffed, they wouldn't be open as it is. So I guarantee we have short staffing in so many different places. At least those places are probably fully staffed. Either that or they're bringing people in from other locations just to make sure it goes smoothly. They are. I felt bad we were making fun of all those people from Colorado getting the munchies, waiting those four-hour lines, and here we're doing the same thing. And we will continue to do it. <laughs> all right, Shane. You take care, my man. Enjoy that burger. But it is good, I suppose. It is good. I've been there. I've been in and out. I mean, other people say they draw the line in the sand. It's what a burger. It's in and out. I mean, it's you draw a line in the sand. I mean, I'm not Do you sure. really hear that about McDonald's or Burger King or Sonic? Everywhere. But I, I, come on, man. It, this will Have wear you ever off been to as well. Burger Shack? Oh, and I, I know you're Taze. an Northland guy. I am. I love Taze. Is Whataburger even better Taze. than Taze Burger Shack? I would say no. I would I would probably say no as well. I would say no honestly. as well. I mean, it's been a while since I've had Whataburger, but I was not overly amazed by it. We'll explore. Just, we'll say that. Explore sometime. Get good. out there and see what Kansas City has to offer. I think you might be surprised some of these local establishments. I'm more of a Shake Shack guy. but you know. yeah, That's good stuff, too. Regardless, uh, Nick Saban was on his uh, radio show, not this week, but the week before. And if you think, because <laughs> you could apply that to this week, too. Like, this could have applied to Nick Saban. Now, again, I'm a huge fan of Nick Saban and just the way he coaches. Just because he's the bully on the block. Alabama wasn't always this good. I mean, they're a historically good program, but he's a legend. The deals. Remember, my Mike Price from Washington State was hired there for a couple. He was uh, back there when um, he's been there forever. Well, he was at Washington State forever. Then he uh, Ryan Leaf was his quarterback back at Washington. Remember him? He never coached one game in Alabama because he got in trouble with the company credit cards because he went to a strip bar. Remember, he spent all that money on strippers and was asking him to say, allegedly, roll tide. You know, but he never coached. <laughs> yes. But they had their issues, right? Nick Saban kind of turned the thing around, and the rest is history. But he's got a good point. He doesn't on some of these athletes not getting paid, because we all know they are at this point. But it's the big bully on the block. And I feel a lot of this could be related to the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Nick Saban. Uh, I think, you know, people don't really... Rat poison is rat poison, and the media is always going to create it. Uh, but the reality of the world is not what you read on the Internet. It's not what somebody thinks. It's not what somebody's opinion is. It's not what the line is on the game. I, and it's certainly the biggest one is is every time a team loses two games, I, everybody says that team's like done. I, and it's really just the opposite. Like Texas A&M lost two games before we played. I said it's a dangerous team. Right, because these guys have pride in performance. They want to have a good team. They've had two disappointing losses. That makes them dangerous. They're humiliated by what's happened the last two games. 
All right, same thing when we played LSU. Everybody says, oh, they lost two games in a row. They're not any good anymore. All right, we're just going to blow them out. It's just the opposite. It's just the opposite of that. All right, they're competitors. They have moms and dads. They have pride in performance. They have things that they want to accomplish and they want to do, and they want to be good. All right, they don't just throw in the towel. All right, they work harder to try to get better, and everybody wants to beat us. All right, so we're going to get everybody's best game. And I don't know why people can't understand that. And, but, and you know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, and, and, you know, it's, you could say it's not fair to our players that they get everybody's best game. All right, but they do. All right, and they have to be able to compete through that and play over that. And, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I mean, when I came here, everybody was happy to win a game. All right, now we're not happy to win a game anymore. We're not happy to win a game at all. All right, we think we should win games by whatever. And I don't think that's fair to the players either. All right, because our players work our, their butt off all right, to be the best that they can be. All right, and to get criticized for what they work hard for to do so that you can be entertained. All right, so that you can enjoy and have pride and passion for what they accomplish and what they do. And they're not perfect. Right, they're just college students. They're going to co they go to school every day. They got to study. Right, they have to run extra after practice when they miss study hall. I mean, come on, give me a break. This is not professional football. These guys aren't getting paid to play here. They're representing you all. You should be proud and happy to support them and appreciate what they do and have some gratitude. And you know what else? Nobody wants to win worse than they do. Not me, not you, I don't care what kind of fan you are. Nobody wants to win more than the players that play. Nobody. That was magnificently said. And, a and nobody feels worse than they do when they lose. Yeah, he's not done. Yep. Nobody. <laughs> so for all you self-absorbed folks out there that can't look past your own self, all right, to appreciate what other people are doing, this is radio show. He's got two guys sitting next to him, Ooh. right? That restaurant's all him, man. He's Mate, feeling some type of way, man. I mean, he could eat beans all day and fart at the microphone. They'd be cheering him, right? They would <laughs> be. True. They would be. Because more, more people know his name than, than the governor of Alabama. He's that he's that big in the state of Alabama. It's, Probably gets it's paid crazy, too, but right? they were all cheering him. Okay, a couple fallacies before to the meat and potatoes. Fallacies are, yeah, they're going to class every day. They're studying, but they are getting paid, Nick. It's different now. You've got a quarterback making, um, you know, over $900,000 allegedly because you even said that before. So they are getting some some payback for that. And I don't know if the players take losses as hard as some fans do because there are fans. They shouldn't, right? They, in sh their, they should, but there, there are, there are fans that invest so much money and time and, you know, five grand a year on season tickets, man. It's like they're cutting out going to the lake. They're cutting out a lot of things because they want to go to the games. And their whole basements, the man cave decorated all the cheese. I just watched this Broncos fan in his man cave, you know, here early, all the money he spent. But think about the guy that just wagered, <laughs> wagered his mortgage on your team to win. Now, oh, that's those, that guy's problem. Well, I'm just saying those people take it hard, too. <laughs> they, they should take <laughs> they it. They take the, the wins and losses hard, too. So that's fallacies. The Where I agree with them is they get everybody's best shot. When you're the king of the hill, everybody wants a piece of you. It's just like kind of Renfro calling the Chiefs. Kind of like like the Chiefs, yeah. Like Bama. Everybody wants a piece of you. How can you handle it? Did Buffalo handle it very well? When Buffalo beat the Chiefs, they were crowned. They were crowned the top team. 
How'd they handle it? Now Not Tennessee well. grabbed it. I get it. A.J. Brown's on the IR. Julio Jones on the IR. Derrick Henry. How they handling it? Not very well. They got rolled. Right. Cincinnati had it for just a minute since or the Jets went out and beat them. They, they've climbed their way back into the playoffs. But what I'm saying is it's tough to wear that crown, man, because everybody wants a piece of you. The Buccaneers are finding that out. Teams are reveling in beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They enjoy it. It's just like the Chiefs with Baltimore throwing that big parade for the Kansas City Chiefs and they beat them earlier. So a lot of that I agree with when you're – because I'm telling you this. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Kafka, Kafka, the whole offensive group, but by the end of this year, they will have seen it all. Like any way that you can do two high safeties, any kind of defense against the Chiefs, you will see it. They will find a way to beat it. You know why? That's the way things work. The Wildcat worked originally. Remember when the Dolphins did on the Patriots started working? And then all of a sudden they start doing it and other teams start doing it? That was the fat. Five wide receivers became a fad. Stop it. Go out and stop it. Eventually, teams figure out. I remember when the run and shoot with Jack Pardee at the University of Houston moved to the Houston Oilers. Nobody could stop it. I remember. It's a hell of a pull. I remember everybody trying like two two down linemen, you know, bringing in seven defensive backs, just trying to stop the run and shoot when it was running well. I remember Houston running in with like Ernest Givens and Hayward and all these guys in Houston. They, Curtis Duncan, they were running it well, but it was hard to stop it. How are you going to stop it? And you saw teams try creative ways, but eventually they did. Eventually they found a way to stop it. And the Chiefs are going to, by the time this year's over, they're going to see everything they need to see. And Mahomes is 26. Got a long way to go. That's why I have complete confidence because they're getting everybody's best shot. Again, beating the Chiefs means something. You're Fangio. I don't care what the record was earlier. See, they're still the Chiefs. They're still the Chiefs and the Vegas favorite. Let's go back to the phone lines 913 576. 7610 as we have a another issue. You guys would rather talk this than football, obviously, tonight. Chris wants to talk about the Joplin Whataburger. Is there even one there, Chris? Hey, yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Are you at Whataburger now in Joplin? No, 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 no. I was all the way in Texas. I'm on my way back from Texas. That away. It says it's, it's the okay, I didn't even know if there's one in Joplin. It said no, you're no, you're no. from Joplin, but I, I don't no, even know if one's go, there. You gotta go way down south again. Okay. Over. I live about a mile okay. from the Lee Summit Whataburger, mm. right? And they have been diverting traffic everywhere, right? And I went to Texas for Thanksgiving to see some relatives, and I got my Whataburger down there. And probably just walked right in, didn't you? Or just drove right up. Got, in, got my Whataburger, and it's all good. Look and at I'm you. Wearing, and I'm Look at you. I'm sporting my cheap stuff down there by Fort Worth, and the Dallas people are like, what you doing? Yeah. You know what? That's funny because they hate the Chiefs down there, and they should. And the Chiefs should hate them because this – I mean, you're going back. The Chiefs were there first, Dallas, Texas. Then the Cowboys were the new boys on the block coming to Texas. They actually shared a stadium for a minute. And then right. Lamar Hunt was going to move the team to New Orleans or Miami, these teams that have teams yet. But he worked a deal out with Atro Bartle with secrecy to move the team to Kansas City because Lamar won the place he could travel to quickly. But there was a little bit of controversy with the Chiefs and yeah, Cowboys I, I, drafted against each other. They don't hey, like us, and we don't like them, but we do like Whataburger. Hey, believe it or not, yeah, I love Whataburger. Believe it or not, I used to go to games at Old Municipal and watch Lynn Dawson. Oh, yeah. Well, I like that. I will say this, though. You said you're from Lee Summit. How yeah, long would well, you, I live in Lee Summit right now. Well, how long would you wait if you had to wait for one? Because now, you, now you're hooked. Hell, I drove to Texas. It's all good. <laughs> you know what? I like the spirit. I like the spirit, Chris. You're Still the man. Not worth it. You've got the right idea, the Still right attitude, because 
I'm serious, man. I'm waiting for these people to say, you know what? I want a Whataburger. I want to be in the craze, but I'm going to drive to Oklahoma. I'm going to hit nope. I-35. I'm heading straight down, and, I, and I'm just going to have fun. It's craziness. And I'll take uh, pictures and everything else. What would you say, Julio? I'm having troubles with my headphones. What would you say, breaking news? Breaking news. What's the breaking news? No breaking news. There's no breaking there's news. No, there's no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you said breaking news. No, no breaking news. Well, damn it. I'm sorry to disappoint, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Well, maybe Nick Bromberg <laughs> will when we get to 730 from Yahoo Sports when we're talking about college football. But coming up next, Mitch Holt has said something that's, man, it's so true. And he, you bring it up. If you're going to punch somebody, you got to knock them out. People let the Chiefs stay around, and now they're going to regret it. Explain that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez with Brian Kelly going to uh, LSU. There's your breaking news. Again, that was what well, he's mentioned. But that's the breaking news we need. It, it, it's going to be a coaching carousel. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who, by the way, was the backup, it looks like, for USC if Lincoln Riley did not decide to depart Oklahoma. And we'll get into that much more detail coming up in just a few minutes with Nick Bromberg. But Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, I mean, you win those kind of games, Cincinnati. And if they don't make the playoffs this year, what else can you do? But go undefeated, go to Notre Dame, beat the new LSU head coach, Brian Kelly, at Notre Dame on the road, and not make the playoffs, which we'll see tomorrow night because the playoff rankings come out. But it doesn't matter because the real playoff rankings come out Sunday, their final installment, which is the real deal. When you find out all the bowl matchups, even though a lot of them are coming out at this point too, but you would think Fickle or Campbell to Notre Dame? I would say so. That would be my guess. I would say so. To go to Notre Dame. The good thing is Cincinnati doesn't really have to worry about this. What is it next year when they when they come to the Big Twelve? Yeah, I want Kellen Moore, the right. Dallas Cowboys OC, to go to Oklahoma, but they won't. Nah, nah. He, why he wouldn't make that jump back to the people want Matt Rule back going back? College. But I've been saying this too: the, the line between college and pro coaches has never been closer than what it is right now. Because a lot of times guys went back to college, you know, like the Sabins, like Lou Holtz of the world. You know, they dip their feet in the NFL and then go running back to college. The reason is they held the power. It's a much different atmosphere. They held the power. Different animal. Because you held the scholarships. You held guys' livelihoods in your fingers. But now with the transfer portal, you don't hold crap on different these players. Different day and age, yep. Now they get paid. And the, the, line, the line has never been closer to the National Football League. Yeah, but you, know what it is now. you still have the recruiting aspect. But I get it. Which you I still got the stuff. Huge. But you know what, though? You know what? Your local car dealership can help you now more in recruiting than it could in the past. That's true. Because you can say, hey, man, uh, our last five uh, four stars or five stars got uh, Cadillacs. Escalade. Do you want to escalate? Sign here at XYZ University. You know? That's true. We'll pony up and give you something. You know, you're, you'll be a big fish in a small pond. Come to Manhattan, Kansas. You'll be a big fish here in Manhattan. And people will want. You purchasing anything. Jared Casey, get an Applebee's deal. Right. You know, as a backup tight end <laughs> right. slash linebacker at Kansas. It's not like he got rich out of the deal, but he got, he got, he got a little, little thousand bucks or something. Yeah, right? that's awesome. 
That's good. I love I love it. But this stuff wasn't allowed before. These kids used to get in trouble for getting that extra piece of pizza. Not only that, they used to get in trouble for putting that extra cream ridiculous. cheese on a bagel. Yeah, that's ridiculous. This, this is the darker days for the NCAA, right? It is. I just think that line is so similar to where it is in the National Football League. Uh, Mitch Holtis, as I mentioned, was on um, with the drive earlier today at 4 o'clock and couldn't agree with him more about how the AFC needed to bury the Chiefs, but they let them stay alive. Their hand was still out of the dirt. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the, uh, the bell rung, right? And you get uh, your face all cleaned off, you get some water, right? And you get recharged. Didn't knock them out. Got to be some AFC teams going, hey, we could have buried them, and we didn't. The Ravens have got to be that way. The Ravens are going, hey, we kind of got a gift win here because they're driving to beat us. And uh, Oleg knocks the ball out from Clyde. So that okay, good. But we're not sitting here now at nine and two uh, or ten and two where we ought to be. They're in the hunt. Everybody's right in the hunt. So the, there's a lot of factors here. But those top teams that I just mentioned, none of them have gone away and hidden from the Chiefs. And here are the Chiefs right back in the ring, punching away, and everybody's in their corner. So it's on. When you look at the next three weeks, the next six weeks, it's on, and it's exciting. But the Chiefs are right there and not three games back or have to have 10 things happen for them to win the division. It's not just Chiefs. It's the worst nightmare of the AFC. Because here comes Belichick and Andy Reid. Colin Cowherd's a guy that, I mean, the hot takers of the world, I usually have issues with, you know, Julio. You got to stand for something or fall for anything. I feel like a lot of these guys are kind of like that. But I'd love to take he had, talk about the White Claws. Like hide the white claws, the like dad's back in Robert. the driveway yep. with Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Like the real guys that know what they're doing. The two best coaches in the NFL are undefeated in November. And if you don't believe in the Patriots, they've won six straight. And I don't know how you couldn't at this point. They match up against the anybody. Deal, man. With the way they're playing, it reminds me of the young Tom Brady with Mac Jones. I, I hate to hear you say that. Well, game but manager, I can't take care it, of the man. football, yep. play good defense. I can't, I can't argue with you on so that. It's, it's like that because that's the way the Patriots were until then the, the Tom Brady explosion and Randy Moss comes in. They put up all those numbers. But in the initial days, when he still had his training wheels on, it was take care of the football. We're going to game manage you to Stick death. Stick to the game plan. And we're going to win with defense. Yep. This is how we're going to win a Super Bowl. Don't turn that, the ball that, over. That was the plan. Yep. And that's exactly what the New England Patriots did. But dad's home. Chiefs are back. The Patriots are back. So look who's back. Like run and hide, Tennessee. Johnny come lately. Buffalo Bills, be careful. You get the Patriots this week. And you did beat them twice last year because they were down. Yeah, you kicked them while they're down. I, but uh, when Tom Brady was with Belichick, the team. they won 32 of the last 35 against the Bills when Brady was there. They know a little something about beating Buffalo. They really do. But coming up next, we'll talk to Nick Bromberg about all the moving and shaking in college football next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley produced by Julio Sanchez. One of the topics that I'll be with, I'll be with Fisco at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'll be talking about college football. But joining us now to talk college football, my favorite dude to talk to about college football and NASCAR. But tonight we're talking college football. His name is Nick Bromberg, at Nick Bromberg. From Yahoo Sports and Yahoo Sports CFB, college football, because college football is the topic du jour right now. Nick, 
first of all, welcome. I have a many, many, many questions for you, but how are you doing tonight? Uh, you know, this is not a carousel. This is not a coaching carousel. This is a blender. You know what it we, is. We have reached the blender point. You know it is, and it's funny because this, this is the way things happen. You know, it happens before the seasons are done for these teams. Other guys coach the bowl games. The bowls have become meaningless except for the playoffs, which that's why I wanted to expand because it gives you more meaningful for games. And I'm sure NFL executives would like that too to get some more evaluation on players. But the first bombshell was Lincoln Riley going to USC. Oklahoma seen as this destination job. They hadn't lost the head coach leaving somewhere since 1946. You go there and you stay at Oklahoma. They're going to the SEC. You've got greener pastures. But you know that conference is going to be a lot tougher than the Big 12. Lincoln Riley was asked about LSU. I'd seen the hot rumor going around last week that that's where he was going. Do I believe that LSU wanted Lincoln Riley? 100%. I think they wanted him. But USC ends up getting the deal done. According to Lincoln, it happened after that lost Oklahoma State somewhere in the middle of the night. It's hard to believe that he didn't have representatives talking to USC throughout the year, which I think is what happened. But anyway, Lincoln Riley introduced USC. What does this say about Oklahoma? You know, I don't necessarily know if it's a statement about Oklahoma, but I think it's a statement about the SEC meat grinder in general. And I, what I couldn't stop thinking about today, which I think kind of takes on a new perspective now with what's happening at LSU, is, you know, you have an SEC now with Texas and Oklahoma, you basically have give or take one or two, seven teams every year that think they can win the national title. And the team that finishes fifth in the conference is not going to be happy. And to me, you've got to wonder if, you know, what is the SEC? Is the SEC going to turn into the College Football Super League of sorts first? And second, have we taken – I fully think this playoff should expand to 12-2. And I think it should expand to 12 sooner rather than later. I agree 100%. Yeah, let's get more people involved in it. But you have to look at this and say, has the playoff potential expanding to 12 started diluting everybody's expectations even more? That that simply, you know, we can get into the playoff now. Because, But let's look at it from this perspective. If the playoff was 12 this year, and we were using the same set of rankings and system that we're using now, only three SEC teams would be in the top 12. You would have Georgia, you'd have Alabama, and you'd have Ole Miss. Texas A&M, I believe, was the fourth-highest SEC team at, like, 14 of 15 heading into Saturday. Yeah, 15. Yeah, they're done. You know, so so you're only looking at an SEC this year with three teams. And so you're setting yourself up to where even if you have a 12-team playoff now, this SEC meat grinder with Texas and Oklahoma coming in is, you know, are these teams going to really – just look at the West standings. Everybody feels like Arkansas, Mississippi State. Everybody after Ole Miss has three, four losses. So you look at this and say, well, these teams are going to be so good. Yeah, they're good compared to the rest of the country, but they're going to keep beating each other up to the point where they're not going to get into the top 12. What is that going to create? That's going to create more unhappiness when the instant gratification of making the playoff you know, disappears. Because all we have to do is just look at Ed Orgeron, where literally two 500 seasons, five and five, six and six, that's got him fired up for a 15-0 national championship run. Well, you know, Lincoln Riley took over for Bob Stoops. You know, Bob Stoops retired late from Oklahoma, so it gave Lincoln Riley the job. I think Jim Harbaugh made a comment about Ryan Day this weekend. You can apply it to Lincoln Riley. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah, some people standing on third base think they hit a triple. The, the, the cupboard was still loaded to Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley took over. He didn't have to rebuild that thing. 
And the question is, I know he has uh, a quarterback, five-star quarterback that's class of 2023 from L.A., by the way. And his top two interests were USC and Oklahoma. He picked Oklahoma because of Lincoln Riley and the two Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. I expect him to go to USC. I mean, he's taking a bunch of the staff. Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator, is going to USC with him. Does this give the US or the, the Pac-12 some validity with him out there now? Is this all well, off Pete Carroll? Absolutely. This is a huge boost because, you know, you look at a Pac-12 that has Oregon and Washington have – have made the college football playoff in the playoffs history. And this is a Washington program that went and hired, hired Kayla DeBoer. And, and no offense to Kayla DeBoer. I think he's got the potential to be a great football coach. We, nine and three Fresno State with a guy who actually transferred from Washington and Jake Hayner playing quarterback. But he's a guy who's only been a head coach at the SBS level for two seasons, and now he's going to one of the two programs in the Pac-12 that has made the playoff. So, you know, you look at USC, you, you want to get them back to the Pete Carroll days, obviously, and that's not only that's good for college football too, because you know obviously LA is the market where everybody you know they care about college football when someone's winning, and so if USC starts winning, people are going to care about it. But you need to college football in addition to expanding the 12 team playoff by expanding the 12 team playoff, you break that southeastern blueprint of who's good every single year, and you you engage and you expand the audience. And college football needs a dominant team out west, somebody outside of Oregon who is contending for the playoff every year. You know, and you mentioned it too, Lincoln Riley has found, with the Pac-12 being down in recent years, Lincoln Riley has found the market inefficiency at Oklahoma in terms of recruiting and going and getting those Southern California guys. I do not absolutely want at all buy into the conspiracy. Well, he was recruiting Southern California because he wanted to go to USC. No, he was recruiting Southern California because he knew he could get the best guys out of there to come to Oklahoma. Now, will those some of those guys? I believe Malachi Nelson, like you just yeah, he's the one, probably, Malachi. You know, we'll, we'll probably fo- follow him to USC. And I, you know, according to our rival site Interscoop, um, you know, there is some handrein going on in Oklahoma. If you know, wondering if Caleb Williams, because remember, college football players can transfer immediately now. Yep, they don't hold the Caleb coaches Williams don't hold the power. Follow, right? Would he follow Lincoln Riley? out to Southern California. I already saw Spencer Rattler put his name in the transfer portal today, even though we all knew that was coming. So it's an absolutely fascinating thing, but it's you know, 100% a boon for the Pac-12 uh, with USC potentially rising back to prominence very soon. Well, let's look at this. All right, your colleague Pete Thamel puts out there that it looks like Brian Kelly's going to go to Notre Dame or from Notre Dame to LSU. As we sit here right now, and the rankings will come back out tomorrow, and then they'll have the final one on Sunday. But Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Notre Dame were last week. And then right behind that was uh, was Oklahoma State at seven. Now, when, when things shake out, obviously Michigan will take the place of Ohio State. Georgia plays Alabama. And Georgia's been averaging, what, 6.9 points given up this year. They're incredible. They're a better team this year than Alabama is. We'll say they beat Bama. And then all of a sudden you have Cincinnati. And then Notre Dame even though they're a long shot to get in at six, they still could find themselves in the playoffs, which is really interesting because their coach is going to leave. And you have Luke Fickle at Cincinnati that could be Notre Dame's next call. It could be a situation where one or two coaches in the college football playoffs aren't coaching their team, and I think that's a shame. I, I was going to bring that up. We, we are That is a distinct possibility. I firmly believe Notre Dame is one Oklahoma State loss away from the college football playoff. I, I I don't necessarily know tomorrow night if Oklahoma State is going to be ahead of Notre Dame. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame is at four 
or if Oklahoma and the Oklahoma State is at five. I, I can see the argument, and the committee logic is so hard to predict at this point. I can see the argument of putting Notre Dame four and then saying, Oklahoma State, you go beat Baylor, you're number four next week. But also, two. And here's where I think college football gets in the way of itself sometimes, especially with this weekly ranking show. I think for the sake of the sake of avoiding criticizing the committee and hand wringing, Oklahoma State needs to be at number four this week. Simply because you do not want to enter the final week of the season where and if Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, you have the clear excuse to jump Notre Dame over Oklahoma State. It's a little harder if you have Notre Dame at four this week, Oklahoma State at number five, to jump Oklahoma State over Baylor. Go ahead and do it now. Spare us the hand ring. I know that you can have the drama heading into the final week of the season if Oklahoma State needs a win to potentially jump Notre Dame. Don't be masochistic about this. Don't, don't, we don't need to talk about is Notre Dame better than Oklahoma State. Let's make it straightforward. Put Oklahoma State at number four. They beat Baylor. They're in, they stay where they are, they lose. Notre Dame is the obvious team to jump in at number four. You know, it is interesting. You know, I mean, Oklahoma State could beat number eight Baylor in this. Georgia beating the number three team in Alabama. Houston plays Cincinnati. Again, that's a one-loss team with, what, the third longest winning streak in the country with 11 straight wins. Michigan, well, say they go down to Iowa. I would just, I mean, Iowa is in the Big Ten championship. It's not likely. Michigan, obviously, a 10.5-point favorite over Iowa. But it could happen. And I just, I wonder how much the college football playoff committee, Nick, will take a look at, well, what if Luke Fickle over the next 24 hours takes a Notre Dame job? And they're holding that against them. Like they're holding that against Cincinnati and all those players on the team, and they hold Brian Kelly going to LSU over the Notre Dame players and put another team in just because their head coach is going to be there, and they value that head coach going to a big program as as not a college player football playoff-worthy team because they don't have that coach. That that could happen with this committee. You know, absolutely true. That's a fascinating thing to think about because this is a situation, literally, this is an unprecedented situation. A committee has never had to face the possible thought of a team worthy of consideration on the last week of the season, its coach leaving for another job. And that's how absolutely crazy this is. And, you know, going back to Lincoln Riley for a second, how if Oklahoma doesn't muff that punt in the second half, of the football game, and they hold on to win. Or if Caleb Williams breaks free and scores a touchdown and isn't sacked twice in the last minute after his crazy run, is Lincoln Riley at USC? It's a great question. He was that close to doing you know, it. Because he's probably not leaving before the Big 12 championship game. So, I don't know. It's, this is, that's why everything right now is so absolutely wild. And, and you know, you think about this, and, yeah, it's just it, it's hard to wrap around the concept of, if Cincinnati beats the Houston team, which props, you know what? Dana Holgerson's three-year plan has worked out. Remember, he was redshirting basically all those guys, Derek King, everybody. I think his Mike name's going to be mentioned. Who knows at this point? I, this is absolutely crazy because Oklahoma right now, obviously bringing back Bob Stoops for the interim role. Is it Matt Campbell? Who, who does Oklahoma? Is it Mark Stoops? Uh, this is... The Oklahoma job, we obviously now know who the LSU job is. We have a huge opening in Notre Dame. We have the huge opening at Oklahoma. There are still going to be a ton of dominoes for, for this to fall. And I, I, We had one shock yesterday. We got one shock tonight. Uh, we may get another shock tomorrow night outside of the ring. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because the, the college football playoffs, 
the committee does take things into consideration, just like when they had Michigan ahead of Michigan State, even though Michigan State beat them, just before Michigan yeah, State took that extra loss. Because they looked at what the Big Ten you know, said. Hey, we screwed Hutchinson out of a touchdown, which would have made a difference in that game. And I think they looked at what the Big Ten said was their mistakes into consideration. That's why they thought Michigan was better. Yeah, you know, it, it's. I agree. I agree, and I think, and the, I think the committee did themselves a disservice by devaluing head-to-head there, and then also thinking about head-to-head with Oregon and Ohio State the way that they did. You know, I, I think we all just want some simple consistency. And, and while I can see that the committee, you know, say, "Oh, yeah, we think Michigan is better than Michigan State." Again, we spent two two weeks hand-wringing about Michigan, Michigan State when Michigan State had the head-to-head win and should have just simply been ahead of the Wolverines, knowing full well that if and when Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan jumps them and jumps into the playoff. It feels like, it feels like these rankings are overcomplicated to a certain extent. And I appreciate, I appreciate them trying, but at the same time, there's got to be a simpler way to even just explain this or hash it out. Yeah, I mean, what did you ever think of Notre Dame would lose a coach? <laughs> Oklahoma would be. I just think it's fascinating that two of these teams could not have a head coach. And... Yeah, if I'm the committee, I'm taking that directly into consideration. You hate to do that, too, because those kids. No, you, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. I mean, because what is it? This is the, what is it, the first time since 1946 or 1947 that in yeah. Oklahoma left for another job. I mean, this is once-in-a-century type stuff here. Yeah, it's, it's so uncommon, and Bob Stoops will be the interim coach for Oklahoma, but the dominoes are going to fall, if, especially if Matt Campbell, which I believe he will go, Although, if I'm Iowa State, I look at Jason Candle at Toledo. But that's my own uh, choice for that situation. But anyway, Nick. Huh? Now, as I was say, going back to Toledo well would not be a bad idea for Iowa State if they lost that No, I mean, I'd be interested in Jason Candle for sure. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it is going to be interesting with these college football playoffs, with the moving and shaking. Like I said, your colleague, Pete Thamel, calling um, Brian Kelly uh, to LSU, leaving Notre Dame. Very interesting times we're in, and... You know, you're talking about teams that could be in the college football playoffs, which is just really, really weird because what do we value? I mean, what do we value in college football? But, again, this is the way things are. You know, guys will look at recruits in the eye and say they're going to stay, and I get it. Recruits can leave anywhere. Coaches can leave anywhere, too. It's just a shame this happens before the season's over. But it is the way it is. Yes, I, agree. I agree. You know, and this is, this is I think, the, the absolute counterpoint to anybody, anyone and everyone who thought the name, image, and likeness is going to ruin college athletics. The, the buyouts and the salaries that are being thrown around um, in terms of contract extensions and new contracts proof, uh, is proof that there's plenty of money in the pie and you know nothing changed on the field in terms of the product in 2021 when, when guys were able to get cars and endorsement deals. So everything's fine. There's still <laughs> a lot of money and it's kind of absurd. <laughs> Great stuff as always, Nick Bromberg, at Nick Bromberg on Twitter, whether you want NASCAR, Yahoo Sports, CFB. He's your guy for football and NASCAR. He's my favorite guy to talk to when it comes to college football. And uh, uh, just have your fingers crossed for the playoff uh, selection show tomorrow and then Sunday because I think it's going to be it's gonna be a little wild and a point of discussion, uh, Nick, to be honest with you. I, I agree. And you know what? If we get an upset or two on Saturday and we've got a close Alabama loss, I don't know. I re- this committee loves Alabama or refuse to rule out anything with that team until the, final- the rankings are final. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Even though this Georgia team is special, Alabama, I've watched their games way too close to games, especially in the rushing department. So, different team for a different day. But regardless, Nick, I always enjoy the time. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks for having me. There you go, Nick Bromberg, right there. <laughs> Think about that, Julio. Two playoff teams couldn't have their coach. Will the committee hold it against them? It's a different day and age, my friend. But again, they got to get to play championship games. It's, it's no like if Luke Fickle would happen to leave Cincinnati, which is not rumored at this point, but it could happen because obviously Notre Dame is going to want him, and he stays right there in the Midwest. And they're going against a good Houston team with eleven straight wins. I mean, and you lose your coach. The ripple effects this could have on the actual kids that had a great season. It's just all blowing up. And again. Why did they let these coaches do it when especially – like Lincoln Riley makes a little bit of sense. They weren't in the Big 12 title game. Had he left before then, then that's bad. Right. But they weren't going to be in that game. They were going to be probably in a New Year's Six Bowl game. But they're not going to be in it. So, again, these bowls don't matter. These kids don't even play in them. The older ones don't. They go straight to the NFL. Anyway, I'll discuss what Nick had to say next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez. Wait for Lance Leipold to turn around Kansas, get the five or six wins, and then become a hot name to jump. That's going to happen, right? I mean, there's no governing bodies, so they, these coaches can do whatever they want. I just think it's incredibly fascinating the two teams that could be in the college football playoffs, depending on what happens Saturday in Cincinnati, definitely making their way there. And obviously, Luke Fickle is the hot name. You win as many games as he, he's done with the Bearcats. He's going to be mentioned, and it's going to be hard for Cincinnati uh, to keep him, even though he seems to really like it. Well, do you do you think right a big factor now has to be them coming to the Big 12, right? I mean, that has to be a huge factor in, the, in his decision going forward. Yeah, now he's going to be nice a power. Now right? he has a reason. He wins the Big 12. He's in the in the playoffs. Right. But he doesn't have to fight this fight anymore. What if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 this weekend and doesn't make the playoffs? Then what, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, you know. Because now you're going to have USC to deal with. Well, let, let's let's see. They have to be good first before we can crown them. And Notre Dame is always going to have a seat right around the table as long as they stay relevant. Which they can find their way sneaking in now. I would say Georgia plasters Alabama. Iowa finds a way to upset Michigan. And I mean, there's a route for them. And Oklahoma State beats Baylor. And all of a sudden, you're looking at Cincinnati, you know, in the college football playoffs, Notre Dame possibly without their head coach. I hope not. This is from Robert Hefner, uh, the fifth on Twitter earlier. And a lot of people were circulating this around. He says, Lincoln Riley's USC contract details not confirmed best he could do. $110 million. Ooh. USC buying both his homes in Norman for five hundred grand. Five hundred grand over asking. Oh, oh over asking. Over okay. asking. Uh, oh, buying wow. a six million dollar home in LA for him. Unlimited use of the private jet twenty-four seven for family. That uh that's one hell of a deal. That's you can't pass that up, right? There's no way. And you're in the Pac twelve. And you're in the Pac twelve. Pac twelve's a joke right now. So much e- easier of a route to the playoffs, right? I mean, I could, the guy's 38. I mean, he was, he was an assistant at Texas Tech. That's insane, man. Then he was at East Carolina. No wonder he could Then he was an offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, cup of coffee, then boom, Stoops walks away. He's the head coach at Oklahoma. Again, the cupboard was pretty full, but he does an amazing job with quarterbacks. Except his Heisman Trophy front-running quarterback, Spencer Rattler, did not develop. Yep. With Lincoln Riley, he ended up getting benched from the entered, true freshman, Caleb Williams. He entered the uh, transfer portal today. Yeah, that's that's not a shock. No, no, everyone saw that coming. The five-star quarterback that uh, Oklahoma had, Malachi Nelson, 
He's out of uh, Los Alamitos, California. Oh, they're all jumping ship now, right? Well, he's it's like a 22-minute drive from L.A. But you go oh, to like his, done for. Yeah. You go to like his rivals in 247 page where he was warm. You know, he lists warm, cold. USC. Like, the two warm ones were USC and Oklahoma. He had committed to Oklahoma. Now, and he's a 23 guy, so he's going to be another <laughs> year. Yeah, he built a relationship with Riley. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Most of that draft class, I could see, you know, going to USC, decommitting and going to USC. But when you're these, they're having decommitments all over the place. Oklahoma oh, yeah. keeps having, they've lost a lot of their recruiters. Defensive coordinator Alex Grinch and others are going to USC because, like Riley said, the plane leaves at 6 a.m., hop on it if you want it. Without a contract, these guys got on the plane. I've, and they flew out there. I've been saying this, man. I think it's a mistake, Oklahoma, going to to the SEC. Same for Texas. I mean, they thought, especially Texas, thought they were irrelevant now. Wait till they get to the SEC. They finished seventh in the Big 12. They got I mean, it's just going to get worse for them, right? They had a six-game losing streak until they finally won this weekend. I just don't understand. They had just paid Sark six years, $34 million. Again, Sark's one of those Nick Saban reclamation projects. Remember, you did the same yep. thing to Kiffin. Yep. He gets hired at Ole Miss. These floundering coaches go to Saban with their tail between their legs. He builds them up. And we've seen this before with Lane Kiffin. And now you're going to see it with Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator of the now. We'll see how that pans out. But this is what he does. Sark was there. It's like the Bill Belichick of the NFL, right? I mean, he takes guys in, grooms them, and they become head coaches in college football. It's all and because fail. of Nick Saban. I, see, I would have been surprised had Lane Kiffin, because that I mean, obviously he, the guy can coach. I mean, it's only three teams in the SEC with over 10 wins. Lane Kiffin's one of them. But to have two fan bases hate you in the same conference, because <laughs> Tennessee already hates him. Yeah. They were throwing crap at yeah. him. They threw a golf ball at him. Remember, and then it's like a bottle of water. They yep. do it. They don't like him. No. And then he tried to defuse the situation, called him great fans and all that. What do you think he's saying behind closed doors yeah. against Tennessee Absolutely fans? Absolutely not. But does he want the Ole Miss fans to do the same thing? Do you want Eli Manning to be man? <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be interesting with the college football playoffs because, again, it's a mess. And this before Michigan State took that other L. They had Michigan ahead of them, even though they beat them head to head because they looked at surrounding the the Big Ten Conference coming back and say, well, Michigan should have won that game. And clearly, Michigan is the better team than Michigan State right now. Uh, Yes, you're right about that, though. Regardless, coming up next, a big time proposal on Major League Baseball. Keep in mind, we're getting close to December's second deadline where there's probably going to be a lockout. Don't freak out about it until we get close to the spring training. Then you can freak out about it. But I love some of these changes that are being proposed, Julio. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 